Jenna. Hi, Maureen. What's up? Well, um, I'm taking a standardized test tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> um, the only one I know about is the MCA, which is the Minnesota uh, something something standardized test. Uh, which one are you taking? I'm taking the C-Best, which is the California... I suppose standardized testing is different in every state, so it makes sense now that you're applying for jobs in California, you need to take that test there. Well, it doesn't make sense, actually, but... It's the general education test. But anyways, so I took some practice tests and um, realized that I haven't done long division in probably 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> I... I have no need for it. We have calculators on our phones. Why would I ever have to do hand-done long division? Yeah, I mean, I understand the need if you are, for for when you're first learning it, when you're first learning it, it makes sense because you need to understand how it works. And for certain fields, that makes sense. Like, um, but I feel like even like mathematicians are like, yeah, no, you still can just use a calculator. But actually, like, I've done some, like, practice. Like, I, I, you know, watched a YouTube video, did a couple practice questions. You know what? I'm, I'm not bad at long division. Yeah. I, I also had to look up how to solve for variables again. I, I just haven't done this in a decade. I've never needed it. Uh, you're talking to someone who passed pre-calc and then dropped out of calc. Like, I'm the, I don't. I learned I that never, stuff, and I immediately forgot it. I never even made it to pre-calc. I only went to Algebra 2 and Geometry. I I stuck in it. I don't know why. I wasn't going to pass the... It was one of those classes that were, you took, like, the test. What were those called? The AP classes? AP. Yeah, advanced placement. And my, I really liked my teacher, and I think that's why I stuck it out. Mm-hmm. And I, like, came up to him and I was like, hey, man, I have a C in this class right now. I'm going to drop it. And he's like, oh, I'll miss you. But, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> like, he's like, it, it, it makes sense. Like, you obviously do yeah. not care about this class and don't want I'm like, yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> My senior year of high school, they had, like, a, a pre-college math class, which is basically just kind of, like, an overview of all the math to get you ready for college. And then, you know, like, I got into co- the comics degree and I looked, and I'm like, I'm not going to need to do any math. And I'm like, do. I went. I had to do one statistics yeah. class. Yeah. That's, like, barely math. It was a, it was a two-credit class. It wasn't I even a, three credits. I had a terrible experience in my math class I took in college because that was when I found out I was allergic to pineapple. And that next morning, you had to, like, hey, the way he took attendance was you took, like, a mini test. And I showed up to class, took the mini test, and was like, hey, I think I need to go to the hospital because I was still covered in hives. And because <laughs> I'd eaten the, long story short, I'd eaten the pineapple that, that evening before. And um, Molly, who uh, was a roommate of someone I knew, uh, gave me some Benadryl, which helped uh, delay, basically, the allergic reaction until it hit my system. <laughs> it was in my bloodstream, which means I broke out in hives. And... I didn't know I was allergic, so, like, I was like, oh, I got kind of a weird cough, and I feel kind of weird, and they're like, oh, she's like, here, take a Benadryl, maybe it'll help. I was like, yeah. It's like, if anything, it'll help you go to sleep. And I was like, yeah, and so I went to sleep, woke up at 4 a.m., covered in hives, and, like, I had a dream I was, like, on fire, and I was just like, what? <laughs> Called my sister, who was in her senior year of college, and, like, was doing her senior show, and was like, what should I do? And she was like, do you want to go to the hospital? I was like, I don't think I need to go. She's like, okay. 
Like, we were both very, like, <laughs> okay, later. Like, I was in, like, a life-threatening situation. I was like, okay. And then I went to the on-student, like, went up to my math teacher and was like, I think I need to go to the hospital. He's like, okay. And I left, went to the on-student, uh, on-campus, like, student uh, doctor. Yeah, student health. And... I found out best way to skip a line is you just walk in and say, hey, I think I'm having an allergic reaction. A nurse appeared next to me and dragged me into a, an examination room. And I was like, oh, I think I had it. Like, I think I'm already having it. Like, I think it's done now. And they're like, okay. And they said, well, don't, what do you think it was? And I was like, I honestly, the only thing I haven't eaten in a while that I ate last night was pineapple. And they're like, okay, cool. Never ever eat that again. I was like, cool, 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 cool. And they're like, also be careful around bananas. And I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> And she basically, the, the lady who, the, the doctor, she actually broke it down very nicely and was just like, so, and explained all the things about, it's basically your body being like, hmm, these enzymes seem to be foreign. Let's attack them by killing you. <laughs> I had, a, I started a pretty bad hives breakout in my stats class too. My only college math class. So. Was your, oh my God, what is up with stats and hives? Why? And then, and then I went to painting class with you, and I was feeling really, really weird. Was that the one you were, like, almost red. passed out? And I, like, went to the professor. I was like, I think she has to go. And then to- Tozer came and looked at me, and he was like, you look hot. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but he meant because my face was on fire. <laughs> because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. <laughs> and this is Warrior Cats. What is that? our leader just walked out on us oh yeah like he was like i have eight lives i've i've spent my eight lives Mm, i think i'm gonna cash in this last one in a really cushy situation which i didn't realize well it had so many implications until a goose other was like he can't just do that (laughs) well okay but can you think of maybe he's a leader he has a connection with Star Clan. And he just had Tiger Star as his son. Okay, so do you think he had like a dream and they were like, you gotta get out, dude, or else that baby's gonna kill you? Like, they're like, you should probably kill your son. And he was like, what? And he's like, I can't do that. So I'm gonna leave. Do you think that's what happened? Is that I what know happened? that's what happened. That's what happened. Why would you tell me that? Before Pine Star's whatever. Before Pine Star's choice, because we're not going to get there for five years. And I think it's important to know. I think that's something you can infer. Oh, is that why a person pointed out in our Twitter comments that I was like, oh, has Pine Star made his choice yet? And I didn't realize I just said the, like, I said, like, the buzzword and, like, I don't know anything. (laughs) Everyone's like, oh, she said the title. And I was like, I said what? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even realize. Yes. Oh, okay. Well... Huh. So what would you do? If, um, if- If God came and told you, you need to kill your son. I don't want to equate Star Clan with God because the relationship they have- That's true. Is very different than- the it is very Westernized different. version of the biblical God of, of Christianity. 
I would say if the ghosts of my grandparents and all of my friends and family who I've ever known who've passed away and also some people I don't know about like George Washington like people I've never yeah, heard George of. Washington and I'm like there. you can't talk to me dude you owe to slaves and he's like oh whoa I'm like well we should talk about it man it's messed up <laughs> but yeah like all everyone like you know everyone's there um everyone who would like have any influence Amelia Earhart's there and I'm like girl what happened Amelia Earhart like, is I there. can't talk about that I'm trying to think of other historical figures that had a big impact like Rosa Parks um let's just say all my <laughs> ancestors who speak English all the German and Polish people are like Polish all the German and Polish people are like oh that's just us and I'm like I don't know um so uh if they came to me I was and I'm not going to have children, but my oh, I'll have, I, I have a child. Uh, you have a son right now. Okay. If they came to me and said, Brenna, Hobbit, he's taking a nap right by me. He's like, Hobbit is going to grow up and he- And destroy us all. And destroy everyone. Um, well, I hope that they would What are you going to do about it? Um, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Guess, would you leave your son? I think it's hilarious that he just packed up and left. He's like, not my problem. Because I personally would want to stay with him and raise him. Make sure, yeah. I, I would want to be made a good sure. influence on him. Let me let me finish. Because like, if, if all my ancestors are like, Brenna, he's going to be terrible. I'm like, cool. Um, That's your opinion. I'm going to do my best to make sure that doesn't happen. Because right now, he is baby. And I don't think there's anything inherently good or evil about people. Um, I think it's partially of how they were raised and the advantages they're given so i think having the advantage of having a loving parent will probably affect him like a lot yeah so the fact that he he was told by by all these people by all these cats hey man your son's gonna grow up and he's gonna suck hardcore and he's like okay i understand and leaves (laughs) yeah like i think I think you might have just uh, licked that stamp and thrown it in the like the post and office. There is a little more to it than that, but I think a lot of it is like, yeah, you don't want to face this, and it's like maybe you should have like. And like, up if and they were it. if they were gonna like tell me, they're like, if you, if you run, if you don't, like do something, he will kill you. I'd be like, okay, well, I'm gonna try fostering the relationship with him, and like loving him so that. If something happens, like, if he kills me, I would hope it's because I'm doing something, like, so terrible. There's no other choice. You know? Like, kind of like the, yeah. the, the Darth Vader question. Um, like, uh, Darth Vader didn't really have a choice of abandoning his kids. It just happened. And he grew up to be, well, he ended up just being, like, real bad. And his kids grew up and were like, hey, you suck. He's like, I'm your dad. They're like, oh, man, that really Cool, sucks. you still suck. Like, I can see you're very pathetic, and your helmet's off, and you're just kind of, like, a shell of a person, but I, like, I still have to get rid of you, because you, you're evil, like, you've killed so many. So, I just, it's, it, I, it's hilarious in a cosmic sense, that he was like, here's the most important information you'll ever get. Uh, here's your prophecy for the future. Your kid is gonna suck. Um, and maybe they told him, like, he would kill a bunch of people, or he would ruin Thunder Clan. And he was like, okay, so my, my option is kill baby or be, uh, stay, maybe help baby be better than what they say. Make sure he gets a mentor who is going to foster a caring uh, right. relationship with his clan. And he just was like, you know what? 
um not even option c i would say he chose option like q leave quit like he chose quit he was like i'm done um by by mate by other by other sickly children like i the whole situation is actually like thinking about it from the perspective of uh, i'm blanking on the mom's name leopardfoot on leopardfoot it's kind of it feels like awful. he awful because i feel like he kind of took advantage of her because it doesn't seem like they have and I'm, I'm kind of inferring a bit but he's a very powerful man let me finish yes he's a, he's a very powerful man in a position of power she's a not very young a lot younger uh, she's a younger uh uh you know warrior and he who knows how their relationship happened i don't know i don't know i will say that and you know maybe they had a little bit of chemistry and they were like let's be mates and he was like ooh ooh oh i just found out this is going to be terrible and he just dips that's pretty gross it's like even if he didn't know before they you know consummated the relationship he didn't know his baby was going to be evil um it like you said before it takes two to tango it takes two to yeah. raise a terrorist like <laughs> it, it, well put the mentor in there too right three. It, it takes three and, and that's and i, I don't want to like yeah I, I shouldn't say terrorist because that's a lot of modern implications but like from what we know right now Tiger Kit, despite what I said earlier, he is just a baby right now. He he, he has he is he is innocent. And whether you believe like children or like people are born with an inherent evilness or inherent goodness, you can't deny the fact that how they are raised and the things that surround them highly influence what happened to them. And I know this is just a cat series, but it's like proven scientifically that a child who's neglected by a parent usually ends up with with problems and it's not to say all of those children can't rise above or or heal or whatever yeah but a, a child being abandoned is pretty up there of crappy things you can do and and to and while i would say pinester did abandon him knowing he was in a, a place where he had an entire village taking care of him it's still Sure, the village doesn't know he's gonna grow up to destroy them <laughs> right like he he and and it wasn't like pine star got sick it wasn't like he he died he didn't like there was nothing mm -hmm. forcing him he didn't have like a job or like a, a deployment he, he didn't have a quest he needed to go on he literally just said i'm i'm going to a vacation spot i'm chilling bye it's very selfish yeah. it's very selfish and it makes me question how good of a leader he is because he seems really great. And I know there's a lot of internal stuff we don't know yet because we haven't read Pine Star's uh, choice, but yikes. Yes. Okay. I'm super, super excited for this episode. So I want to move into the per the future. Oh, let's get out of the past because I'm super excited. This is going to be super fun, a super fun episode, and it might be our last super fun episode of this. Book. Okay, well, so, we, we let's need get some into fun. it. Let's have some fun. So, the next evening, Bluefur is going to find Snowfur to share a vole, and she almost trips over Thistleclaw sleeping by the nettle patch. He had sat up all night with Sweetpaw's body with Rosepaw and Poppy Dawn, and he had buried her before dawn. And Snowfur tells Bluefur that he insisted on doing it himself. He's such a loyal brother. 
Okay, theory. You told me earlier. Blooper muttered. Theory, theory, theory. Theory, theory. So, if Thistleclaw had taken his vigil when he got his warrior name, he would have been up for two nights in a row because the next night was when his the next day is when his sister died. His, his sister died when he yeah. was sleeping. So, what if um, Goosefeather went to Thistleclaw and was like, "Don't take your vigil," and he was like, uh, "I have to." He's like, "Go to sleep." I think that'd be nice, but I don't think you would. But like, okay, that's it's my a nice theory. I know, but that's my head. That's your head cannon. Okay, that's my head cannon because um, I I I think Thistleclaw is too proud to not take his like just go to sleep. Like I think that is that could fit in character. He's like, mm, I'm so great. Mm, snooze. He forgot entirely about the vigil. But I also think he's takes such pride in being a warrior and like being the best that he was like, I'm ready to take my vigil. And then someone maybe he had like. Uh, a provision and they were just like hey man we don't usually do this because you're not a main character but you should go to sleep tonight <laughs> and he was like oh hey star clan this is this gonna happen a lot am i a leader they're like no 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 but uh you should take a nap you're gonna have a rough night tomorrow buddy Good i am night. i am grateful though he <sighs> i'm glad he stayed with his sister i i know he wouldn't have done anything yeah. else because he, they obviously loved each other as siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man. Bluefur, can you, like, be not so mean <laughs> to him right now? I know that you don't like him and, like, he is kind of a tool, but ease off a little. She tries to ignore the dreamy look in Snowfur's eyes, and she decides that she'll never behave like a cooing dove over any cat. We'll see. Never. We'll see. The clan is sharing tongues when they hear the stones clatter down the ravine, and the clan looks anxiously to the tunnel as Sunfall and Featherwhisker return to camp. Oh! Sunfall goes up to the High Rock and announces that Star Clan has approved him as leader and given him nine lives. The clan erupts into cheers, shouting Sunstar's name to the sky. Oh, thank goodness. I. Well, it makes more sense now that Star Clan wasn't like. No, you can't be leader. He is abandoned. And they were like, I imagine they kind of like had a panicked meeting before they showed up at the the at the high stone, and were kind of like, he just left. He just left. He just left. We didn't think he would do. Just you can leave. do that. You can do that. We gotta we gotta tell them to update the rules. Someone send some dreams to the other leaders. We don't send a lot of dreams to them, but we gotta send some dreams to them. And then they're like, and they're like, well, well, what about Sunfall? Like, should we make him? Well, of course, we have to make him leader. They're so they're so screwed already. He let the baby live. He let the baby live. Ah, oh, Bluefur joins in gleefully, feeling a rush of pride for her former mentor. Something catches her eye, and her mouth snaps shut. Why isn't Goosefeather joining in to welcome Sunstar? Is Goosefeather dead? His eyes are dark. Oh. Searching his clanmates' faces, his gaze reaches Bluefur. Cold and burning at the same time. Bluefur blinks and began cheering again. Uh, Don't know what that was about. It feels like he's. He knows that something's up, but he doesn't know who. So he's like, Who is it? He's like, You. I said some crap to you. Maybe you know. And she's like, I really don't. I barely know the things you told me. Sunstar names Tawny Spots as his deputy. 
Yay, tiny spots. Oh, really? I I kind of thought it would have been Woofer's dad. I don't know. He's getting up there in age. He is a bit older. I just I was thinking him or Adderfang, but I suppose they are a bit older now. And I don't think Sunstar really. Stormtail and Adderfang are a little aggro. They're a little angry. But that's why I, of... that's why I thought Sunstar might choose them because he's yeah, because it'd be a good more, balance. He's more chill, so maybe having a deputy who's a little bit more aggro would, you know, help him kind of, you know. Uh, and and maybe just because we don't know Tawny's spots as well, um, yeah. But uh, I I I guess I understand that both Adderfang and um, Stormtail are, are a bit older, and I mean it's not like they can't take their counsel on stuff. Yeah, man. I suppose it maybe Pinestar was never really a great leader because he used to take a lot of counsel from a lot of people. I don't think that's bad. That isn't. I know. I I. Yeah, I actually I agree entirely. I think it's better to have more people to confer with, but it seems to be at least more the tradition that we've seen. I guess more just Blue Star that we've seen that no, you only really have no. one person. No, they confer with they senior confer with warriors a lot. Of a lot. People, actually, I'm thinking, yeah. Well, he has one more duty to perform today. Rosepaw fought bravely against River Clan and has earned her warrior name. Poppydon hurries to her daughter to start smoothing her pelt, and Windflight gazes proudly at his daughter. Bluefur sees sadness in his gaze. Sweetpaw should have been a warrior today, too. Oh my god. Rosepaw's given the name Rosetail, and the clan calls her mate. Tawny Spots presses his muzzle between her ears and tells his former apprentice that he's very proud of her. Look, they both got promotions on the same day! <laughs> Sunstar speaks again. He says ThunderClan has kits in the nursery, and the warrior's den is full. They face troubles. RiverClan pushes at their borders, and kitty pets threaten their prey. But the clan is well-fed, and he vows to make ThunderClan as powerful as the great clans of old. And he wants to carry them into an era where ThunderClan is so respected and feared that no cat would dare set a paw on their lands. Alright, well, that's a that's a good speech, man. Let's uh, get some action. Bluefur wonders when he'll take back Sunny Rocks. She wants to see the look on Oakheart's arrogant face when they drive those thieving foxhearts back across the oh, border. That's a weird focus on a, a young man. I mean, yeah. you said that you would never, you know, go all doe-eyed, but you also didn't promise that you wouldn't get so obsessed with the one that he's your immediate thought. The clan cheers his name round her once more, and Bluefur longs to be standing in his paw prints, lifting his clan from anxiety to hope. Imagine being up there, looking down on his clanmates, the power he must feel. Beside her, Thistleclaw leans close to Snowfur and whispers in her ear, I'm going to be up there one day, addressing the clan, he tells her. Snowfur purrs encouragingly, and Bluefur feels the fur on her spine lift. Not if I get there first. You know, if your sister wasn't um, going for... It's so weird. I think she... Kind of like what I said before. I think she kind of is attracted to that arrogance a bit. And if he wasn't, like, into her sister, I think she would be into him. Does that make sense? Because he kind of has that same arrogance that Oakheart has going on. 
I, I, just I would was... say maybe they have the same arrogance, but there's something. This Claw has uh, more um, anger. Yeah. And like he wants, like we saw with the River Clan battle, he wants to shred. Right. Them. He doesn't want to leave people living after a battle. Like he's bloodthirsty, whereas mm. Oakheart is not. Yeah. So Tawny Squats is organizing the Dawn Patrols. Thrushpelt is leading a patrol to the RiverClan border, and Speckletail, Fuzzypelt, White Eye, and Bluefur are going with him. Stormtail is leading another patrol with Robin Wing and Thistleclaw. Thrushpelt leans towards Bluefur, his whiskers twitching. He hopes Snowfur can manage without Thistleclaw for a few heartbeats. <laughs> Who's teasing her? Thrushpelt. Wow. Bluefur flicks him away with her tail. Was the whole clan gossiping about Snowfur and Thistleclaw? Yeah. She heads for the ravine, prickling with embarrassment. Thrushpelt catches up to her and apologizes. He thought she'd find it funny. Bluefur snaps that she doesn't. Oh. Thrushpelt leads the patrol to the border with his tail down, and Bluefur starts to feel guilty for snapping at him. He had just been teasing, but the sooner he learned that he couldn't tease her about her sister, the better. <laughs> Boundaries. <laughs> You know what? Yeah. Always make sure to set boundaries. Even if even if they feel bad after you've set your boundaries, that does not mean you need to adjust your boundaries because uh, mm -hmm. they should have asked. There aren't any fresh scents at the border, and Speckletail asks if Thrushpelt thinks they'll try it again, as she looks to the blood from the battle not too long ago. So blood all over the leaves! Yeah. Ah. I mean, it was just like, what, it was like two days ago? Or yesterday? Um... It was recent. I'm not exactly sure how much time has passed. A few days, I think. Yeah. I'm more curious about when the next gathering's gonna be, because it's gonna be, they're gonna be like, we're- We don't go to a gathering for a while. We skip over a lot of gatherings. Oh, so we just kind of- Do we just, like, miss the part where they add stuff to the- Oh. No, we'll talk about it in a bit. Okay, I was just like, it'd be interesting if they, like, the only thing they do is allude to that that one time, and then they're like, well, and then it was No, law. we'll talk about it, but kind of in broader strokes. Okay. Well, Thrushpelt says he thinks they've learned their lesson, and once Sunstar takes back Sunning Rush, the border will be easier to patrol. Bluefur asks if he thinks Sunstar will. Thrushpelt says he hopes so, or he'll never regain the respect of the clans. Bluefur only half hears him. She is gazing through the trees at the rocks. There's no sign of River Clan warriors. No sign of them on the far bank either. What had she expected? To see Crooked Jaw or Oakheart skulking in the bushes, planning the next attack? Were they disappointed they had missed the battle? She can imagine Oakheart, arrogant as Thistleclaw, boasting to his clanmates that RiverClan would have won if he'd been fighting. Bluefur? Thrushpelt's mew startles her out of her thoughts. Are you coming? The rest of the patrol is already leaving. Yes, Bluefur says and hurries after them. Alright, now I'm ready for a catback. <laughs> I was that was kinda cute where she's like a little obsessed. She's just like, oh crap. She's a little obsessed. Too many boys on the mind. She's a little boy crazy. Alright. So, talking about boys, uh, we're gonna talk about a boy. Uh, a record breaking boy. Um A record breaking boy. And similar to the last one we talked about when we talked about Waffle the Warrior Cat, 
Um, this is a name that also is pretty close to home, especially for this book. Um, but this happened in 2002, so it was not directly inspired by Warrior Cats. Oh. But perhaps Warrior Cats was inspired by him. <gasps> We're going to have to talk about Jake. Uh, Jake! <laughs> he is a cat that in 2002 uh, broke the world record for the cat with the most toes. So, uh, he's from Ontario, 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 whoa, Ontario? Yeah. Ontario. Ontario, Canada. Um, I don't know. That was like, my brain skipped. Um, and he has 28 toes. Um, 28? Yeah, because he is a polydactyl cat. Um, these are a specific kind of cat that are born with more than usual number of toes, usually on the front. Um, like, they mostly have those four and then the dew claw on top, but uh, polydactyl mm-hmm. cats can have up to six or seven. Uh, most commonly five, so it looks like they're wearing little mittens. Um, and uh, they are most common. Um, it, it's a genetic trait, um, and it, it's from the Sonic the Hedgehog gene. Uh, which is a gene that was discovered in 1995 and was it looks like a hedgehog and like the person who found it was a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog so they named it that <laughs> yeah it I, I like I would have t- I would tell you more about the Sonic the Hedgehog gene because I got like kind of stuck in a Wikipedia hole but uh, it was a lot of jargon jargon that I like could not explain but if you want to look up that uh, another fun additional fun fact for you guys non cat fact but um. These cats are most commonly found um, on the east coast of the U.S. and on the southwest part of England and Wales. And this this is because, um, well, it's not really confirmed or decided where they originated from. Um, These cats were very popular ship cats because uh, they're very good at hunting because they have additional toes. And um, <laughs> some sailors believe that they are lucky. So it's very common that they they were on ships, specifically on the trade route between Boston and England back when uh, the U.S. was colonies. So the reason they're so popular in those areas is because they, the cats were, you know, circulating around those specific Getting areas. There. So, yeah. Um, so you'll find them most it commonly feels there. Like, hmm? It feels like more toes would lead to better balance. It's very interesting too. looking at them because, like, if you... Let me do some quick math here. But also... Because uh, Jake has seven, at least. And it's it's more common that they'll have him in the front. Like, at least five in the front. Yeah. Um. So, Jake... I, I couldn't find any photos of him. I'm sure they existed. I'll, I'll find them oh. if they do exist. There's a lot of polydactyl cats. Um, and, and the thing is... Uh, <laughs> on the Guinness uh, World Records site... I didn't want to um, comment on this previously. Because... There's Facebook comments underneath, um, like, all of these records on the website. And I didn't want to, like, dox people yeah. and be, like, call out their comments. But I was interested because on this one specifically, a lot of people were like, my cat has 28 toes. Like, my cat has 27 toes. And I'm like, well, Jake was the first one to think I should go and tell Guinness World Records about this. So, guys, unless your cat has 29 toes, pack it up. Like, so it was just like a lot of people were like, my cat has a lot of toes too. And I was like, we, it's fine. That's great. Call Guinness. If you're there, I keep seeing the banner. They're a little delayed because of COVID, but just tell them if your cat has more toes than that. Um, however, uh, something to note, um, 
about these polydactyl cats, um, not only were they seen as uh, lucky on ships, but they were also, uh, they're kind of rare because they may have been hunted due to the fact, uh, they thought they were witches, da, 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 witchcraft, of course. Uh, anything that's different has of to course. be bad. But there is a person who is very, um, uh, very uh, uh, endeared to these cats, and it, it leads to their other nickname, uh, the Hemingway cat, because Ernest Hemingway oh. was a huge fan of polydactyl cats. Huh. He was first given the six-toed cat uh, by a ship captain, and uh, the name of the cat was Snow White. Um, and actually, upon his death, uh, his former house in Key West, his house in Key West, uh, became a museum and a home for polydactyl cats. Um, oh. And right now, it uh, has about 50 descendants of his cats, um, and about approximately half of them are polydactyl. And nice they because of that they're you know these cats can be referred to as hemingway cats um they're all named after famous folks and if you go to the hemingway website which will be linked um you can meet the cats see photos of them and there's a live stream of the hemingway house and the little fenced in yard they have that the cats will go out and it's <gasps> it's still Aww. i like when i first discovered it, it was nighttime so no cats were outside but and then i looked at it today and there were people outside all wearing masks, though I don't think getting COVID is a good enough risk to visit the Hemingway house, but they were all wearing masks, so I can't get too. I guess for some reason, if they were in Key West and this is the only time they're ever going to see the Hemingway house, I guess, but like still. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can go and see the live stream and see the cats. Um, I haven't caught them yet because it's kind of like a live feed of like the fenced in yard, and I imagine it's a little cold this time of year, even though it's in Florida. Um, so cats might be not, might not be venturing outside as much. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and I couldn't get any of the, they don't, like, have the names listed, but they, uh, I, I don't know specifically, because there are photos, and if you click on the photos of them, uh, they'll have, like, <laughs> like, in the, the, the URL, there's, like, images, cat pick, Fats Waller 384, so I don't know if that cat is named Fats Waller. Like, there's one Harry Truman, but the Harry spelled like Harry, oh. uh, like Harry head. Beautiful. Uh, uh, Ivan. So you, you can see photos they don't really have. And um, they work with a, a company to uh, get them all of their vaccines and get them uh, protected from ringworm or, and parasites, heartworms, fleas. So, uh, and you get to see, and there's photos of, um, <laughs> of like the different cats through history. So it's it's huh. pretty cute and i appreciate the fact that they home all these cats especially ones that have a specific not necessarily uh disability but you know a genetic difference so uh, if anything from the stories about polydactyl cats they seem to have uh, somewhat of an advantage with their many toes and they just gosh they just look silly it kind of looks like someone put like it really does look like <laughs> someone put fuzzy gloves on these cats because their paws are huge because yeah. of all the extra toes those funky funky feet yeah, so, um, and, but it, uh, looking into it, I didn't see, um, there doesn't seem to be any, like, breed issues with polydactyl cats, and this, this, uh, genetic mutation is found all throughout all species of cats, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, like, a specific breed of Maine Coon polydactyl cat that's different than all polydactyl cats, but, um, Ooh. that one's, like, a specific breed, so, I, yeah. uh, and, but there doesn't seem to be any, um, 
like known health risks for polydactyl cats, which I think is interesting because sometimes with genetic mutations, it can come along with a couple other, um, mm-hmm. you know, issues. So I was in my research, I didn't find that it may be in there, but it seems to be no issue with polydactyl cats uh, breeding together since they just see their 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 breed is so diverse that I don't think you get the issues with like purebred. Uh, yeah, it's animals. not really a breed; it's just a mutation. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that is Hemingway cats, yeah. polydactyl cats, and also Jake, the 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 hooray the cat from twenty eight toed cat. Yeah, he. I don't know if they gave his age when he broke the record. Let me double check. Um, I, I believe he most likely has passed since his record was broken in two thousand two, um, and unless he I, maybe that was when he was born, so. He'd be kind of old, but he could. Oh, right. Also, sorry, I forgot this detail. He's a ginger tabby. Oh. So it, has anyone Jake? counted the cow the toes that Jake and Warrior Cats has? I know. counted the toes of the word. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, and. It also, they're not like dew claws. Each toe does have its own claw pad and bone structure. Structure, So they're not like, it's not like one of the like yeah. fingers split and like just two are grown. Like they're yeah. individuals, which I think is probably why uh, other cats have not yet broken this record. Because uh, it's possible like polydactyl cats, their toes may not be fully grown. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. kind of, I, I'm not 100% sure how all the genetic mutation works because I, after I got sucked into that Sonic the Hedgehog gene situation, I kind of <laughs> ended up in a, a, a weird spot <laughs> on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was our cat back. Well, I will, I will let you know that we do eventually get a canon polydactyl cat. Oh, good. I think it's so, it's, especially since this is based in the UK, um, and I know we don't know what exactly part of the UK, but since they're just so common in that area. Fantasy UK. Yeah. It's not I, real. It, well, the place it's based on is real, but then we get a little wild. Right. I just think it, it would make sense that there would be some inspiration from real cats that are actually found in that area. Yeah. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Blue Fur was hungry by the time they reached camp. When Snowfur calls to her, Blue Fur sighs and asks if it's urgent. She was about to eat. <laughs> She's like, I'm so just a hungry girl. I'm a hungry woman. I'm just so hungry. Got a lot going on, guys. Bluefur, oh, blah, blah, blah. Snowfur begs her to come hunting with her. She can eat while she's out. Spend some time and with Blue your sister. Bluefur can't say no to her. You should never deny your sibling time with them. Up in the forest, it feels like Greenleaf will never end. And Bluefur can barely imagine Leaf Bear anymore. It seems so far away. Bluefur asks Snowfur where they should hunt. Snowfur shrugs. Bluefur actually want to hunt, or are we, are we having a moment? Yeah, Bluefur's like, I thought you wanted to hunt. I guess Snowfur says. Oh my god. Bluefur snorts. Her sister is dreamier than ever. She asks if she's happy. Sunstar is their leader now. Of course, Snowfur says. Bluefur says that it feels like everything's changed. Pine Star's gone, Goosefeather's crazier than a fox, and Sweetpaw's dead. She was younger than them. That Snowfur that says softly, yeah. Also, the snow. 
sorry, it's just an aside. I know we're having a beautiful sister moment, but the the way that they treat Goose Feather is starting to seem a little cruel. Because with his age, yeah. it kind of feels like he may be. I know we don't really touch on this, but he seems to be having maybe some effects of like dementia. So, well, maybe uh, mental health issues running in Blue Star's family. Yeah, I, I mean, and we kind of think of where she. I think he's kind of falling for the Star Clan madness that they all trying trying to. Madness is probably the inappropriate word to use. Um, the Star Clan uh, negative effect on a cat's psyche. Uh, that's not a good terminology either because it's long. But you know what I mean. Like, I I, yeah. I I think he's like maybe getting so many omens. That he's starting to see omens everywhere, and maybe he's been like this before, but it seems like it's really we'll get to Goosefeather's curse affecting him like really badly, and the fact that everyone's treating him so cruelly, except for I'm glad that um, Feather Whisker is kind to him. Yeah, because Feather Whisker, even though he is the more active medicine cat, he always still does defer to Goosefeather's. Like he never like lets his frustrations vent onto the other cats like even that moment where like yeah. the cats were really sick he was like okay goose feather sleeping uh you go get me this moss <laughs> so i i just appreciate that about feather whisker and i kind of wish um the clan would treat him a little more kinder just because yeah i know it's frustrating the way he and i've been frustrated with the way he kind of doles out these omens and signs but it's it it could be a little bit of that mental issues that could be causing some complexities that we don't understand. Anyway, just back to the sister moment. Well, sweet paw's dead. Yeah, and that's hard. Yeah, she was younger than them. Snowfur says softly that there's always new life. Snowfur's like, what do you mean? I'm expecting kids. Snowfur <laughs> says. The ground seems to dip under Bluefur's paws. Already? She gasps. They were only just warriors. What did Snowfur want to bother with kits for? I mean, she's a bit young, I would say, but she's not like a bad. She's not like a bad age to have kits. She's not a paw. She's not an apprentice. She's no. a warrior. She can have kits at this age. If anything, well, Snowfur, it's good to have kits right now. Before she's older, because then she can just use the rest of her time to be a warrior. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Snowfur it's... asks, isn't she pleased? Of of course, Bluefur mumbles. She just didn't expect. Snowfur cuts her off. She tells her that Thistleclaw is overjoyed. The clan needs new warriors. And Bluefur bites back her response. She doesn't want to spoil Snowfur's happiness. But she feels something cold inside her filling her up and choking her from within. Her sister seems suddenly further away than ever. She'll be in the nursery soon, fussing over kits with Thistleclaw. Mm. Is this the last time they'll ever go hunting? No. You're being a little dramatic there. <laughs> like, oh, it's the kids in are grown. Moon, she'll be out of the nursery. <laughs> like, did your mom stop hunting after you were born? No. And, no. um, if you'll allow me another aside. I know I've had a couple. But, um, thematically... It kind of feels a little bit like there is a, kind of a theme of feminism in this book and maybe a bit of a critique on modern feminism. And I know this is seeming a little high for our podcast, a little high education, but let me <laughs> no, talk. No, this is okay. Let's do it. Um, so there's kind of 
at least in modern feminism, there's the, the theme of choice. So, like, there are women who maybe get married right out of high school, have children, and want to be stay-at-home moms. And then there are women who go out and want to focus on their career, be the best at that, and children, and, uh, like, a relationship are secondary. And I feel like we see that conflict between these two. Between of, these sisters. Of, especially, yeah, they're sisters. Of Blue Star kind of looking down on, uh, 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 sorry, Blue Fur looking down on Snowfur for making a choice that is mm-hmm. still a respectable path to take. Like nothing's wrong with being a queen right yeah. after you become no. a warrior. And same way, like like I would never like. Well, one, I'm a lesbian, but <laughs> for me, even when I was in <laughs> high school, even when I was closeted, I before I even knew I was gay, I knew I didn't want to get married right out of high school and like have children right away but at the same time while i think it's absolutely nuts that some of my my uh classmates uh are are having second children like that's that's crazy but just to me because i could never live that life but if they're happy awesome like if as long as they're not forced into that life and it's entirely their choice great like if you have the freedom of choice that's awesome but i just it seems that blue's blue fur is just being a little judgy because, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about my sister a little bit, because my sister Terry, she <laughs> she didn't want to be the girl marrying her high school sweetheart. She straight up thought she was going to get into college and, like, you know, run the gambit and have all the fun and then settle down later in life. And, but, and I feel like that, and but this just found less, and now she's really happy with her fiancé, and she wants to be married, she wants to have children, and she, they waited, like, they're both in their late yeah. 20s now, and and for them, they had, like, complexities. They had issues. They grew up together, which I think is, like, kind of like what's happening with uh, Fissaclaw and Snowbird. They That's the only together. way to do it in this clan, they unless you're together. breaking the code. Pretty much. Like, and, and. Yeah. And that's what I think is, is, I'm a little worried about where this storyline is going, because uh, something that we see commonly in romantic fiction and in romantic movies is the career woman needs to be fixed by falling in love and having children. But I think we're not going to go that way because it, we know in the end Blue Star chooses her career, if you career. say. But I would say it's not yeah. really fitting because she does, she is still choosing her family. Her clan is her family, but she's abandoned yeah. her children. <gasps> the parallels between her and Pie Star are nuts. We can't talk about that yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. But anyway, that's just, so. I, I, it's just a thought process I was having that I think yeah. Bluefur is no, being it. a little judgmental because she's focusing so much on what she thinks the ideal warrior would do that she's like, what are you doing? Like, this is so dumb. But she doesn't realize that what Blue, what, what uh, Snowfur is doing is totally fine because, like, she's happy. Yeah. So you got to be a little happy mm-hmm. for your sister here. Snowfur assures her that Thistleclaw will make a good father. She knows Bluefur doesn't like him, but he's good and kind. Bluefur stares, trying to imagine Thistleclaw as kind. I... He's a loyal mate and I trust him, Snowfur insists. He'll probably be like Adderfang. Like, Adderfang's pretty aggro, but when Adderfang's around his kids, he's like, oh, these are my, <laughs> oh, these are these my... Are my children. These are kids. So, I mean, oh, I hope he'll be like that. And I think blue fur will not have an issue putting him in place if he's not like that 
Luther sighs. Her sister's eyes are full of worry, and she cannot let her feel like this. She tells her she's thrilled for her. She really is. And Snowfur's kit would, kits would be her kin. Bluefur glances at the sky, wondering what Moonflower thought about it. But she realizes her mother would be pleased that Snowfur is happy. Yeah. So Bluefur presses her muzzle to Snowfur's cheek, and she promises herself that she'll be happy too. No. Quick, get Feather Whisker, Bluefur gasps. Huh? Goosefeather had informally retired, but the clan kind of acknowledges that Feather Whisker is in charge of the medicine cat duties. Did we just time skip? A little bit, yeah. Okay, okay. Yes. Sorry, I was just like, what? We're in a field. <laughs> Robin Wing is on the other side of the nursery. She asks if the kits are coming. What else would it be? Fizzleclaw snapped. <laughs> Robin Wing offers to get him. And it's a high tension situation. I forgive him for that. Half a moon from kidding, the small, energetic warrior had become as cumbersome as a badger. Oh, that's uh, Robin Wing? Who's her mate? Robin Wing. Uh, Robin Wing's mate is... Uh... It's okay. I'll check. If you don't know. I'm, j I'm just curious because I, I like her name a lot. So I'm like, who's, who's the baby daddy? Uh, Robin Wing, ThunderClan, uh, mates, Patch Pelt, and Fuzzy Pelt. So she I don't likes know which the one. pelts. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure which one. This one must be with. I feel like this it... one with fuzzy pelt. Well, we've mentioned patch pelt. It's fuzzy pelt. Oh, it is fuzzy pelt. Okay. This, this litters with fuzzy pelt. Okay. <laughs> Thistleclaw plucks nervously at the edge of the nest while Snowfur writhed. Bluefur licks her between the ears and tells her it'll be over soon, and she tries not to think about Leopardfoot's kidding. Or the death of her two she-kits before they reached one moon. Oh, God, okay. It had seemed particularly cruel so soon after Leopardfoot lost her mate to the life of a kitty pet. Yikes. The reminds herself that Tiger Kit is strong and healthy. I think, I think we have, I, I think we knew that about Tiger, Tiger Star, that his sisters died. I don't think so. Um... Not in the book. I know, not. I, I just feel like you told me at some point. Maybe. I think I might have asked if he had siblings. I don't know. I feel, I just, something about Maybe. that seems very familiar to me. And I, I don't have patience to go and re-listen to, like, 80 episodes to find it. Yeah. No. And uh, Tiger Kid is trying to find out what's happening until Leopardfoot sends him outside to find Lionpaw. <laughs> Tiger Kit tells Feather Whisker to watch out, he's coming through, and goes right <laughs> under his belly as the medicine cat enters. He's like, I don't, Feather you Whisker, don't even have to, just, woof. Feather Whisker says that that kit gets bossier by the day. He knows he's the only kit in the clan, but he wishes everyone would stop indulging him. He's starting to act like a little leader. Uh, well, Bluefur tells him that Snowfur's kits will give them something else to fuss over. Yeah. How are you doing, little one? Feather Whisker asks Snowfur. Snowfur says she's thirsty. Feather Whisker sends Thistleclaw to go get some wet moss. And as soon as he was gone, Snowfur sighed. Thanks for getting rid of him before he pulled my nest to pieces. <laughs> was he like, was he like nervously, uh, 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 kneading? Yeah, just like plucking the nest. Oh yep. my god. Well, that, that reminds me of like a kid like pulling up grass. <laughs> yep, basically. That's what he's doing. Oh my god. Well, I just, I, I, that, it's good that they gave him a task, because, uh, he, he's very, like, a, yeah. a gold-driven person, so he's like, I'm gonna get the best moss for you, honey. 
best moss, freshest water. I'm a, I'm a great dad. But like we know, we know. Lufer's whiskers twitched. She hadn't lost her sense of humor yet. Then Snowfur gasps. Pain, Feather Whisker asks, and Snowfur nods. Lufer asks if he can give her poppy seeds. But Feather Whisker says no. She'll need to feel it so they know when the kits are coming. Yeah, we need a non-traumatizing de- uh, birth scene. I almost said death scene. Gosh. <laughs> Jesus. I've been dramatized. Bluefur leaves the nursery and finds a short, tough stick. Snowfur thanks her and takes the stick in her mouth. Thistleclaw returns with the moss and asks if she's alright. Featherwhisker says she's fine, but she'll need more moss. And he tells him to gather it from the stream outside of camp, because it's fresher there. Thistleclaw nods and leaves, and Bluefur wonders if he also cannot bear to see her in such pain. Snowfur mutters another thanks for Featherwhisker. Thank you for sending him farther away. <laughs> He's like, she's like, I cannot have him on this journey with me. She's <laughs> like, she's like, like I know, I know it was kind of crappy that uh, uh, Pinestar wasn't there for Leopard, uh, Leopardfoot, but like at the same time. He's, he's making me more stressed. <laughs> yes. Bluefur is aware of the sun moving overhead. Snowfur is getting more and more tired. Bluefur says it can't be long now, can it? Featherwhisker confirms, not long. And he had just given her raspberry. And Bluefur hopes that it's more effective this time. What does the raspberry do? I think it just helps with the... Pain? Like, it's... I am... No, I think it's... Um, is it kind of like it, it like dis- uh, uh, distracts them like the flavors kind of no um I'll just I'll be quiet until you look it up raspberry leaves um I guess they don't really know but it could be a painkiller or to help stop bleeding during kidding mm. or just ease ease the effect okay or ease probably like you know all the cramps and spasms. It just it's 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 good for childbirth. Okay. Yes. Snowfur groans as another spasm shook her, and Bluefur pushes the stick to her muzzle. No, Snowfur shrieked, pushing it away. Featherwhisker says the first one is coming. Oh. A oh. tiny white kit is in the nest. I, okay. Why did why did she not want the stick in her mouth? Was she just didn't want to be busy chewing? Because she wanted to lick him. I guess. Or she's like, this is it. I need to be present. Yeah, she's like, I, I don't, I need to be aware. I don't need it. And she's like, girl, you can take an epidural. It's, it's, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's beautiful. Snowfur gasps and brings him to her belly. Is he, and he begins he suckling white? at once. Is he white? Kneading Snowfur with strong paws. Oh, is that our boy? Featherwhisker purrs. He's a strong one. Bluefur asks how many more. Featherwhisker places a paw on Snowfur's flank and says, That's it. Oh, it's just the A one. tough little tom. You can't ask for more than that. I was gonna, okay. One of the rare, one of the rare single births. Okay, uh, but I'm kind of glad it was a single birth, because for a second, I was like, I was like searching my mind, and I was like, oh god, I don't know if White Storm had a sibling I'm like forgetting about, and like they were in the Elder's Den. I was like, god, I really hope he doesn't have a sibling who dies tragically. He goes through so much. <laughs> but... Um, oh my goodness, I, it's kind of like a weird, sad sentimentality to like see the birth of someone we already saw the death of. It's kind of, yeah. I mean, when, when was this released? Was it released kind of, I assume it was after. Well, it would have been the first after series. After Firestar's, 
Yes, it would have been probably within the third series. Okay, so we we already know what edition. happens with White Storm. So, oh yeah, a long time ago. That's old news. Yeah. <laughs> we've we've already covered that. Sorry, I just I forget. Um, yeah. kind of timeline where rise where we are in publishing. That's um, I don't know. There's something like nostalgic, being like not nostalgia. I don't know. It's like more bittersweet than nostalgia. I guess. I I guess that is the right word. Where it's just kind of. <laughs> It's not a warm nostalgia. It's kind of a cold one. Where we're like, mm. but at least we know he lives a very full and happy life, and he gets to be the yes. the uh, the deputy, and he's like so well respected by a everyone. Dad. Yeah, he gets to be a dad, and he has like the best wife, and like five yeah. of the coolest kids, and just a cool guy. Tiger Kit asks if it's over, and asks where the other kits are. Leopardfoot says there's only one. Tiger Kit says, but it's white. It'll never be able to hunt with a pelt that color. Okay. Prey will see him coming from tree lengths away. The hatred of white kits stops. This is, this is, this was said about Cloudtail, too, when Cloudtail first came. They're like, White Storm's fine. So, well, Leopardfoot noses Tiger Kit away and says he'll be a fine hunter. And they say the like same thing mother, about- Who is mostly white. Firestar, too. Like, oh, his obnoxious orange fur is just like, ugh. It's like, can you guys chill? Get new material. Like, do you want everyone to be just... I was gonna say, like, uh, Britain's like kind of a melt- melting pot of not only, uh, like, ethnicities, but also probably cats, since there's it was such, like, a trading hub for so long. And, like, there can be hairless cats. There can be so many different types of cats mm-hmm. in warrior cats, because there's no excuse, even if it's set in Britain... Like, we can have Sphinx cats. We can have orange-white cats. Like, we have every, every color. Not every cat <laughs> is going to be... Heck, bring in neon, neon green ones. Warrior OC, do not steal. I love it. I support it. Anyway. Not as good as me, Tiger Kit says. Okay, I know I said we shouldn't be violent against you, um, but kid... You little tool. I will rub your face <laughs> in the dirt. I will push you in a locker if that could happen in this universe. Thistleclaw appears in the nursery with the biggest wad of dripping moss that Lucifer had ever seen. You'll drown the nursery with that. My wife is thirsty. (laughs) He's like, wait, is that my kid? Thistleclaw's eyes reach his son, and he flings the moss away and bounds to the nest. He's beautiful. Lucifer watches his gaze soften. All arrogance gone in a flood of affection. Oh. Well done, he says, licking Snowfur between the ears. I'm so proud of you. Okay, Snowfur so asks that's, if... That was actually probably the least traumatizing first scene we've ever had. Yes. Learn from this. Snow... Snowfur asks if they can call him White Kit. And Thistleclaw says they can call him whatever she wants. Oh, okay. All right. He drank his respect woman juice. He was like, listen. He licks... You yes. just went through that, and you did that. I helped, like, I got this soppy wet moss, but you you named this baby. Yeah, you did all that hard work. He licks the kitten, stares down at his son, eyes brimming with emotion. And for the first time ever, Bluefur almost felt fond of her sister's mate. Such a beautiful family moment. Yeah, and he, like, he's... He's he's doing everything that a good mate should. He's he's helping. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, they did have to kind of, but they didn't like tell him to leave because they knew he wouldn't. But they were like, they gave him something well, to help with. 
and the difference with Leopardfoot's birth was that um, she was not doing well. Right. Like, Snowfur's was a regular, on-time, like, routine birth, where Leopardfoot, it was like, oh, it was we early can't and it was alone, bad. And and... I need to get things. Yeah. And... So. And, and and he's like, and as soon as he's born, he, uh, and they had like, they kind of had that good couple moment where she's like, oh, like, what about this idea for a name? And he's like, you know what? Yeah, whatever you want to call him. So like, even though he did defer to yeah. her, she first asked him like, hey, this is my idea. Like, that's, it's collaboration. Yeah, like, it wasn't. We need that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Bluefur whispers to Feather Whisker, will she be all right? Feather Whisker promises that she just needs rest. He's like, she's like, okay, fine. I'm a little traumatized. He's like, it makes sense, hon. Relieved, Bluefur sits back and watches White Kit suckle, amazed that he knew what to do already. Welcome to Thunderclan, little one, she thinks. May Starclan light your path always. It will. Look. Snowfur's soft mew woke Bluefur the next morning. She spent the night with her sister in the nursery. I love them. She, of course she would. I'm not surprised at all. Like, I <laughs> I can imagine. She's, like, sleeping. She's, like, sleeping next to, uh, uh, <laughs> like, next to, uh, uh, thr- what is his name? Thistlepaw? Thistleclaw. Uh, Thistleclaw. I was supposed to say Thrushpelt, which is not the right cat. He's, she's, no. like, sleeping next to, <laughs> she's, like, move over, Thistleclaw. He's, like, that's my baby. And she's, like, that is my sister. And my nephew, he's like, okay, fine. We'll, 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 we'll flank her. And she's like, awesome. Good tactic. I don't think, I don't know if Thistleclaw's in there. He might be in the warrior's den. Hmm. I, but I, White Kit's opened his eyes already because we're just forgetting how cats work. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's already been established Great. in this book. Yeah. Great, Tiger Kit says. Can I take him out to explore? What? Snowfur looked like he'd just suggested taking her son to play in a fox burrow. <laughs> she, she shakes her head and wraps her tail protectively around White Kit. You made me go out the moment I opened my eyes, Bluefur reminded her. <laughs> She's like, remember? Remember? She's like, well, I was dumb. She's like, yeah, I'm still a little dumb. And She's like, whoa. She's like, I'm your sister. I can say that. White Kit is gazing around the nursery, stubby paws kneading the bedding. Snowfur sighs and says if he wants to go out, he can, but no further than the clearing. Bluefur promises to keep an eye on them so she can rest. Her sister still looks exhausted. Tigerkit is already out of his nest and balancing on Snowfur's. Come on, he says, there's loads to see. We're gonna be warriors, Tigerkit says, so we may as well start now. This is, like, eerily familiar, folks. White Kit says, okay, and follows Tiger Kit on unsteady legs. White Kit looks even smaller outside the nursery. Stonepelt limps past them and asks if that's their new warrior. Bluefur nods, and Stonepelt purrs. He tells her to show him the warrior's den and tell him to stay out. He'll get there soon enough. Amusement lights his eyes. Is he recalling the time that Bluefur had wandered into his den? She nodded, whiskers twitching. She will. She doesn't want White Kit to grow up for a long time. Let him play peacefully and chase nothing fiercer than a ball of moss for as many moons as he can. <gasps> oh. Half a moon later, Robin Wing had her kits. Frost Kit and Brindle Kit. We know those two. We do know those two. We know those two, two girls. 
Frost Kit's still alive. Yep. He's still making And, uh, Tiger Kit ends up killing Brindle Kit, so, uh... Mm, right, as dog food. That's fun. Yep. Oh, my They weren't my her tummy. first kits. And the labor had been easy. Snowfur notes that the nursery hasn't been this full since they were kits. And Tiger Kit complains it's too busy. There's no room for proper games. <laughs> You're not the only Leopard kid anymore. Suggests... <laughs> Suck yep. it up. Leopardfoot suggests going outside to play, maybe showing Frostkit and Brindlekit around camp. Whitekit squeaks that he'll help. Whitekit had grown, but he's still no match for Tigerkit in size or stubbornness. Tigerkit leads the way out of the nursery. Robinwing sighs and asks if they'll be okay. She doesn't want them pestering the older cats. Bluefur offers to watch them. She's like, mm, I'm babysitting aunt right here. I have the aunt nanny duty. And I take it seriously. Leopardfoot is joining her to get some prey. She's finally looking fit and strong again. The kits are already running out across the clearing, and Bluefur reminds them that it's Frostkit and Brindlekit's first time out. Leopardfoot says kits always grow faster when they have denmates to keep up with. Yeah. The kits disappear into the fern tunnel that led to the medicine den. Bluefur says she should go see what they're up to. She doesn't want them getting into the medicine supplies. <laughs> Flashbacks. So much had changed in the last few moons. Yeah. So we did a bit of, you know, we did a few moon time skip to the bird. It kind of makes sense. Um, Pinestar's departure had shocked all the clans, but Sunstar refused to allow any blame to be put on ThunderClan for the actions of one cat. Mm-hmm. Sunstar made it clear that Pinestar's departure signaled a new, stronger ThunderClan, and that kitty pets would be shunned like their two legs. Mm. And the warrior code had been extended. It's happened. Reject the life of a kitty pet, and stay loyal to the freedom and honor of being a clan cat. You hear that, Hobbit? You can't be a warrior. ThunderClan is facing the coming leaf fall well-fed, with a nursery full of healthy kits and warriors confident in their new leader's power. Bluefur feels warm and satisfied as she pads down the fern tunnel to check on the kits. Get away, you vermin! Oh. A vicious yowl sets Bluefur's fur on end. Oh. The kits are crouched, trembling as Goosefeather faced them, hissing and spitting. Dude. Bluefur gets between them and asks what he's doing. Goosefeather doesn't notice her. Wild-eyed and bristling, he gestures to Tiger Kit. Get that creature out of my den, he snarls. Oh, so Tiger he does know. He's not in his den. He doesn't seem frightened to Blue Star's relief, just indignant. <laughs> well, Goosefeather says to get him out of his clearing. He stank. His matted pelt looks like it hadn't been washed in a moon. And now he's cursing at Kits? Has he gone completely mad? Bluefur sweeps the kits out of the medicine clearing and tries to sound cheerful. Featherwhisker hurries in and asks what's the matter. Bluefur says Goosefeather, he's frightening the kits. Featherwhisker steps closer to Goosefeather, letting his foul pelt brush his smooth one. He apologizes to Bluefur, he's been having nightmares. The kits must have woke him during a bad one. Nightmares, Goosefeather growls, only when I open my eyes and see that. He bares his yellow teeth at Tiger Kit. That's a little 
Feather, Feather Whisker tells her to take his kits back to the nursery. He'll settle Goose Feather down. The kits were out of the clearing, but it's still in the tunnel, huddling in confusion. Frost Kid is bristling in terror. Like, I was just born yesterday. What is this? I'm like, I like just appeared. I don't know why this is happening to me. Um, I feel like this will probably contribute to some issues. She has what they did wrong. Blooper promises it was nothing. Goosefeather is old and imagines things sometimes. I'm not imagining that, Goosefeather spat, pointing a claw at Tiger Kit. Drool hung from his jaws and his ears were flat. Keep that creature away from me. Okay. Okay. Um. Yikes. Uh, uh, this next part's gonna be so fun. That's okay. We can have two fun episodes. Or a fun and a half episode. Um, a fun and a half episode. Um, it seems like Goosefeather does know that Tiger Kit is the problem child, so this is interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> it's kind of funny, like, during that moment after Pinestar left, he was just staring, staring down Blooper as if he's, like, she was supposed to do something about it. She's like, I don't know what any of this means, dude. And he's like, it's gonna be her problem. And she's like, oh, okay, thanks. Um... <laughs> But, uh, wow, I'm really excited for Snowfur. I can't believe we have our, our good, good white kit is here, and he's going to grow up and be our favorite guy. boy. It's kind of hilarious that him and um, Tiger Kit are, like, growing up as sort of siblings. Like, I know they're not siblings, Rose. but... Rose. It makes the, kind of, the future a little, like, that much more tragic, seeing it from this point of view. I think that's what I was trying to say earlier. It's this whole... This seeing the birth of them both is kind of adding to the tragedy of everything, especially yeah. to, to even though it's not not yeah directly to Blue Star's story. It's oh hey we're reading Blue Star's prophecy <laughs> anyway. Yeah, um, folks, if you want to keep in touch with us, a great way to do that is to follow our Twitter. It's wcwitcat on twitter.com. Uh, we tweet out the episodes, fan art, um, interact with folks as we remember to. Um, and another way to get in contact with us is by email. Our email is wcwitcast at gmail.com. And if you want to help the podcast, a great way to do that is to give it a rate and review. And, uh, and subscribe to whatever podcast platform you are listening to. Um, and also share it with a friend. Be like, hey, kids are born this episode. And it's not terrifying. Brenna didn't, like, cringe the whole time because she, like, is terrified of this. It was great. <laughs> uh, it was actually pretty easy. This was good. How every birth should be. Yeah. And, yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week. Yeah, and we're going to have a lot of fun at the beginning of next week for sure. Because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangletongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?